Hey, you're listening to one of our older episodes. Thank you. I do hope you check out one of our newer ones. The audio quality and my editing abilities are getting steadily better, and I really appreciate you sticking with us while I wrangle with audacity and learn to love it for its obtuseness. You should check out our movie list. I made it to be a resource for people to more easily find films that center sapphic characters. Each entry includes the movie title, director, country of origin, a synopsis, and a link to the trailer. There are also two categories of tags, one for story elements and one for production details. There's also an author's note getting into the nitty gritties of how I made this list, having not seen most of these films, uh, how we define this woman-love-woman, non-binary-love-woman canon that we made up, and just other details about its organization. I really hope you check it out. Even if you're lukewarm about us or the podcast, you know, I made this to be a resource for everyone, not just people who listen to our silly little podcast. So you can find this movie list on our card, which is ssfc.card.co. Card is spelled with two R's. You can also find us on Instagram at supersapficfc. That's all I got for you. Thank you, as always, for listening. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Bye. Oh my god. Episode number one. We are two friends who have decided to embark on the very easy and not at all daunting (laughs) task of watching every sapphic film ever made. I think it'll take us two weeks. I'm betting two weeks. (laughs) Two weeks of uninterrupted playtime. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No sleep. Yep. Pure marathon. No, I think like maybe like two movies a day will be done actually. I really don't think there can be that many. Like, your list has, what, 20 movies? Two movies? Yeah! Like, 95 yeah! movies? <laughs> Just a couple? <laughs> How many are on the list now? I actually have not made an official count, because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I know. I would have to, if I had to hazard a guess, mm-hmm. I feel like we're in the 80s. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. I. It's, it's really getting up there. <laughs> yes. But in terms of scope, we also have a very wide net, to be fair. That's um, true. We are looking at pretty much every movie that has a woman-love-woman <laughs> character in it, yes. where they play a major role, mm-hmm. um, whether that be ones that are explicitly all about being a lesbian, such as what we're starting with today, but I'm a cheerleader, mm-hmm. but also just like, you know, cross genre, like Bound by the Wachowski sisters, mm-hmm. Um we're even doing ones that are uh, maybe written out or is only subte- subtext, like yeah. Bend It Like Beckham. God, there's so many of those. And that's just the domestic ones. Oh, God, true. I mean, we got, we're going international, baby. Oh, yeah, we are. You bet. How could we not? I think that might expand our list to like maybe 50 movies total. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. Once we go child. <laughs> Listen, in terms of like the research I've done, I haven't even searched by country yet. Oh, God. It's just what I've happened across. Mm-hmm. And genuinely, just going through the list in Taiwan, mm-hmm. I like 20 movies. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, this is going to be so fun, though. I'm so stoked. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be good. Hold on, I'm putting our list into Word. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> That's why I use Google Docs, baby. Ew. At least they can steal my info. Bootlicker. But it is on all. My- what? Oh my god. What? Um, we are at 146. <laughs> 
This is a non-exhaustive. That's almost twice what you thought it was. <laughs> this is without even trying that hard. I mean, you know, you gathered I... lots of movies, but it wasn't Listen. like, okay, now we go by country, now we go by genre. Well, exactly. Whatever. Like, this list was entirely forged off of the backs of lesbian WordPress blogs. As is everything. So, <laughs> As is all movement forward in society. I personally respect our WordPress troops. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. You stand for the national anthem, which is that one Demi Lovato song. <laughs> But yeah, just off the bat, woman all woman is an umbrella term. We include non-binary people. We include trans people in that. Mm-hmm. And for our first episode, we're watching a movie that we both love. Oh my god, so much, so good. But I'm a cheerleader. 1999. Iconic. Never been done before. Show stopping. <laughs> I mean, historic for yeah. many reasons. So many reasons. I'm just saying, Lindsay Babbitt. I would die for you. Lindsay Babbitt, Mary It's Jamie Babbitt. Damn it. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was going to go with it. (laughs) Don't trust me. All I saw on Wikipedia was Babbitt, was what they referred to her, like, the whole time once I got, you know, past paragraph one. Uh, So I just didn't know this whole time. I just wrote down lots. (laughs) Listen, I get that's an academic convention, but I skim. I'm dumb. I skim. Listen, you should have taken that into account, Wikipedia. I refuse to read the first paragraph. I know that shit already. Yeah, exactly. Or at least I think I do. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to check. That's important. It's not important. <laughs> I think this movie is a national treasure, mm-hmm. even if only for the gay cheerleading montage in the beginning. Oh, my God. Like, Bring It On could never. They really couldn't. They tried and they didn't do it. <laughs> Which I, came first? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was... Oh, hold on. Let's check. Oh, Moving it research on. moment. Uh-huh. Oh, bring it on with 2000. Oh, there you go. See? Wow. Um, but I'm a cheerleader, ran so that Bring It On could walk. I do love Bring It On. I've never seen Bring It On. <gasps> Does that is that sapphic enough to count? No. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of people who are like, this should have been a gay story, but it wasn't. If we used everything to count that, <laughs> we'd be here for God. our whole lives. This would be my retirement plan. Yeah. My retirement plan would have to include this yes. podcast. <laughs> Does it not already? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not living past 50. Oh, there you go. So yeah. you, that really makes that easier. Exactly. Why am I contributing to a 401k right now? I don't know. I would have more money in my hand right now if I didn't have a 401k. No you one should, talks about that. You should be burying that in your backyard. <laughs> I should. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this is the financial advice segment. Please don't follow any of that. <laughs> financial advice. What's an NFT? I don't know. I'm scared to ask. <laughs> anyway. Fuck yeah, no, this movie is a treasure. It really is. I saw it when I was way too young for the first time mm-hmm. with my mom. Oh, no. As you do. Oh, my God. I mean, but it's also, it's my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom is very much uh, a cool mom. A cool bub. <laughs> so we rented it from Netflix and they mail us a DVD. Oh, my God. And we Back in the it. old days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The halcyon days of <laughs> like not quite post Blockbuster, but almost. Yeah, they were like, know. what if Blockbuster was online? And exactly. then they like sort of half like put one foot in the like virtual world and kept one foot firmly in the like people who want physical dvds for no reason except for the special features deeply missed why can't we have special features now i have to buy blu-rays for like 20 dollars. this is why i am constantly in half price books in the dvd section (gasps) we should go sometime i have a box full of dvds over there that i bought specifically for director's commentary Anyway, but yeah, this was probably the first time I realized that girls could be gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in the 
Planned Parenthood Teen Council when I first yes. watched this movie when I was a high schooler. We taught sex ed at high schools and colleges. Imagine. As a baby? Yes. I was 16 standing in front of the Bellevue College classroom. Oh my God. Teaching 20 year olds about sex ed. I would have peed my life. <laughs> I've pants. never been more nervous in my whole life. <laughs> Bitch. Oh my god! <laughs> Literally a child, like pink hair, like wearing like thigh high socks. I'm sure Noah, we had to wear like nice pants and like polos to like look really professional. <laughs> With the pink hair. Oh yeah, I was very professional. Oh, it was a bright pink polo, and I had different shade of pink hair oh, and man. a nose ring. It was great. God. Only the nose ring remains. Pour one out. 2013 um, was a different time. It really was. But we <laughs> we went on a camping trip. Oh, love. It's Teen Council. It was great, actually. Yeah. We played that game where you take one foot forward or one foot back if you oh have God. a certain privilege, which yeah. you were not alive in 2013 and didn't play that game. Everyone played that game. Everyone. Everyone. At least if you were 16, then you played that game. Maybe, maybe your parents had the electric slide. But yeah. We had. <laughs> but we had the privileged game played in a big field and we all cried. It's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> but at one summer night, <laughs> it was... I don't know, 16, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we watched But I'm a Cheerleader. I think 16 is the perfect age to watch But I'm a Cheerleader. Yeah. It's like not quite where you're like, what? There's masturbation on screen? I've never heard of this before. But also where, in my case at least, you're like, there can be movies that are just about lesbians? I didn't you're know kidding. that they could make movies about that. And they don't die at the <laughs> <Yeah>. end? <laughs> what? And you're I, joshing You me. are joshing me right now. I had absolutely no idea movies could be this colorful and oh. fun and, like, out there. I was like, wow, this is just, like, I wasn't mentally ready for it, actually, mm. at the time. I didn't know what camp was. No one had ever said the word camp in that context to me before in my life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, summer camp? Summer camp? Oh, no. But, but I, like our tree. I like our tree. <laughs> I like swimming in the lake. But yeah, God, I mean, like I, as someone who has a soft spot for like late 90s, early 2000s teen Mm -hmm. comedies. Oh, it's made for you. This is like so up my alley. It's like inside of me. Yeah. (laughs) Inside of your alley. Inside of my alley. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, again, talk about camp in the actual sense, not just like straight people being like, well, if it's ugly, then it's campy. It must be camp. There's a gay person. Is that camp? (laughs) But it's like actually about like gender performance and like, yes, God, this movie's so good. God, it's just amazing. And I did find, I, you know, I did my research, Wikipedia, uh, and I found, you know, the general reception of the movie, uh, which we'll talk about later, but it was not good because no one has any taste and the -hmm. critics can eat my entire ass. We'll talk about that more later, but Mm -hmm. just know that if you haven't seen But I'm a Cheerleader, you absolutely have to watch it. 1999, But I'm a Cheerleader. But the movie kicks off with Megan Bloomfield, played by the incredible Natasha Lyonne. God, I love her. And it's like, I, the storyline is basically she doesn't realize she's gay, but everyone else does. So they stage an intervention. It's like, oh my God, honey, you're a lesbian. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, no, I'm not. Oh you my God. You guys are crazy. I literally have a boyfriend uh, who I don't like kissing and picture girls while we're making out. That scene in the car is so funny and like horrifying brings up so many memories so many combat related memories as someone who's like an idiot gay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i really no, I like this is true <laughs> that is my label mm-hmm. um i feel very seen now this is what i call representation yeah. by someone who's like i'm not gay and they're like this is you're literally gay and they're like oh <laughs> shoot oh damn <laughs> guess i'm gay <laughs> Very hugely relatable. Uh, really quick, in case people haven't heard of Compet, 
because I did shoot that out there. Mm-hmm. That's compulsory heterosexuality. Uh, and it's sort of the link between how like being a woman is like being a heterosexual woman are the same in society. So lots of uh, women in particular have a hard time realizing they might not be interested in men for long periods of time. Not that I could relate at all to that in any way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> because your whole life you're like, oh, and then I'll marry a man, and then I'll have kids, and then whatever, 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 and you just never even really think about it that much. But the the term is wider and bigger, and we could talk about yeah. that another time. It's it's a whole thing. Look it up. Look at the Wikipedia for Compet. There's, there is one, actually, which yeah. is cool. <laughs> oh, hey, good for Wikipedia. Look at you, Whoa. Wikipedia. Ally. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! So, anyways, she gets into this camp, well, rehabilitation center. I, I know guess. I kept writing camp, but yeah. then I was like, I guess it's not a camp. No. It has very much summer camp vibes, though. Yeah. It's like I mean, there's the girls' cabin and the boys' rehabilitation cabin. centers too. Yeah, we're like we're gonna make lanyards and talk about our trauma. Yeah, with RuPaul playing Amazing. the male head director of it, which is like so crazy to see him not be RuPaul. I know. I think I've seen RuPaul without makeup on maybe twice in my whole life. Very odd experience. Yes. And like, but also not with his like statement glasses that he wears all the time. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Blew me away. Great indictment on like the whole idea of how Christianity and society at large reinforces just gender performance Mm -hmm. and skewers the bullshit idea of being able to just not be gay. Yeah. Being cured of it. What was the term they used? It's like demystifying the opposite sex and like reprogramming or something. It's like horrifying. It's, I love so much the like color schemes in this movie. Oh my God. Someone pointed out that, uh, like you noticed actually while we were watching it, it's all orange and brown in the beginning when they're in her hometown. Everyone's wearing only like brown so that it contrasts really strongly with the like bright, bright blues and bright, bright pinks uh, as soon as they get to the reprogramming camp or whatever the real word for it is. Um, and it's so funny. The set is amazing. The bright pink picket oh fence. Uh, the house. The candy color Victorian. Yes. Like, oh my God. And just like the props. <laughs> like that old <laughs> 70s car that's like completely painted like a flat blue. Oh my God. I didn't when the boys it. are working on their bean man. Lean oh in. my God. Incredible. Like the whole thing is just like an, a, a gorgeous set piece. Plus the like. Uh, cutout shapes of oh like manly God. men in the background and they're like clearly extremely gay very very sexually yes. positioned <laughs> it like genuinely seeing that it's like oh my god it's just like the greeks where they're so like so sexist that it wraps around a homoeroticism exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're like men are so good that we shouldn't even have sex with women yeah well this is a gay to love a is woman is a gay to love <laughs> But anyway, so Megan paid by paid by paid by. She was paid off by Natasha <laughs> under the table. Yeah. <laughs> um, she meets Graham, mm-hmm. who's kind of the only one there who's like, "This is bullshit." And I'm, it's it's funny because she walks the line of like, "I'm gonna play along and get out of this so I can mm-hmm. get my parents' trust fund," but also like, "This shit sucks. This is bullshit." Yeah, you can't like, just like actually. There's nothing wrong with me, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, and they kind of. And become friends, and then become more. And then they become more. It's so cute. It really is. It's just, like, such a doe-eyed, like, hey, wait, I think I like Graham. Oh, (laughs) no. Just, like, staring at her across the tables at lunch, and it's like, oh, my God, girl. It's so sweet. It's really adorable. And honestly, Graham's 
blunt bob cut who oh could blame her God. absolutely iconic she has like little pins and little like fringes in the front ah incredible i would die for you groom exactly clear duval clear duval marry, marry me, me challenge, challenge. <laughs> like the romance in this is just so sweet for like really how screwball camp comedy this is how it really makes light of very dark shit it does like the romance is just in this like bubble of just very sweet very tender like it's just great it really is like it talks about all kinds of fucked up shit i mean that's the whole movie really it's like Mm -hmm. being gay is a sin and we're gonna help you out of that and you have to be a man in this specific way and the women all go clean and stuff like that and it's just so depressing to see how um, Graham's parents talk to her and oh, even how the God. like contrasting slightly more supportive parents uh, are like, oh, well, unless you are a recovered gay, you can't go home, Megan. We can't allow you to live this kind of lifestyle. Exactly. It's And in the very middle of that, it's this like beautiful, perfect like relationship that's blossoming. It's so beautiful. I know, like their inciting incident of like, oh, they're interested in each other is when just like, Graham just puts her hand on her arm it's so when they're watching sweet. a movie. It's so sweet. And then they get kidnapped by the two perfect husbands. The XX gays. <laughs> that was in Wikipedia. It linked to a thing called XX gays. So I have to click that. I didn't. I deeply regret it. Incredible. God, some rabbit holes are just too I know. good to be true. There's too much to go into. Who are just like so. I love the whole aesthetic of like plaid camo we're stealing you into the night to take you to a gay bar amazing called the cocksucker oh my god <laughs> literally i want that beer light in my house <laughs> it's so amazing and then plot point later they find the like matchbox that she got from the bar the club do they still give those out i'm not sure they do if you go to the really fancy places mm-hmm. or alternatively the most dive bar places there was a I went to one in Tuxedo Park, New York, and they still had matchbooks. Like I want those. If I lived when everyone gave those out constantly all the time, I would make a collection of them. Did I tell you I actually collect those? You do? Yeah, That's I, amazing. I have so many at vintage stores. <gasps> oh my god. I have one from NASA. I have one from That's IHOP. So cool. Why would they give them out at NASA? I don't know. IHOP. I there was one actually that was about the anti communist. <laughs> propaganda oh my god it's like, we still don't know how many the reds have taken from us americans yeah. here's a match <laughs> literally <laughs> i am gonna get a nasa matchbox tattooed on me like with a match or maybe the ihop one is even funnier actually it's pretty funny <laughs> it's and they still like we're trying to just go by international house of pancakes yeah it was great <sighs> incredible we digress we we do all the time constantly <laughs> that stuff yeah, so part of that, it, it's called True Directions, is their uh, camp reform school, whatever, that they Which, go to. can I just say, mm-hmm. as someone um, brought up in the early aughts, I am forever brain rotted by Glee. Every time I heard True do- <gasps> Directions, I thought of Nude Direction. New oh directions. my god, Nude Directions. <laughs> New Directions. <laughs> the restraint I had in not bringing it oh up god, to I'm you. Oh my god, I'm really impressed. I just thought of One Direction <laughs> 
Which, the hilarity of you thinking One Direction and me not thinking One Direction. I know. You are in the presence of a super fan, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Wait till my essay is finally done about how four is inherently sapphic. <gasps> is it really? I, I just, I don't know. It's it. one of those things where it's like, I listen to it, it's like, this is so gay. It's mm-hmm. not gay, but it's really gay. Yeah. I mean, girl almighty. So many things. Oh, amazing. Night changes. Stockholm Syndrome, maybe. I can make this up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to pull up the track list. Okay. But it's there. <laughs> Don't you force my hand. Steal my girl. I will pull up the track list. 18. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just putting it out there. Anyway, sorry. Yes, True Directions. Part of the True Directions program uh, is like a five-step process. You have to uh, admit your homosexuality. I actually put two X's in it, so it looks weird here when I sex, to sexuality which is the funniest scene in the world when she does it because she's like what i have a boyfriend but everybody thinks about girls that way and they're like no they don't like you see people looking at girls and you just think you know what they're thinking and she's like i'm homosexual <laughs> <laughs> like they're like sobbing <laughs> so like it's it's supposed to be really funny it's it's hilarious it is yeah it's one of those things where it's like and then she realized she's gay and she starts crying and everyone laughed it yeah, was really great it was so funny i know it's like mm, there's no way to say this but i promise it's funny <laughs> it's just good <laughs> I almost feel like I could see Natasha Leone trying not to laugh in that scene because it's like <laughs> such over the top, like ah, and I'm bordering on like melodrama. Of, exactly, like, yeah, it's the super good. Distressed heroine, exactly. <laughs> and then the second step is rediscovering their identity, uh, their gender identity through performing gendered tasks, like the boys playing football or trying to fix a car, and the girls vacuuming or cleaning, like. Just hilarious. I just love how much they deal with gender performance in this. Mm -hmm. It was funny. I was reading an article, actually, an interview with Jamie Babbitt of, like, 20 years later. Because we watched the Mm -hmm. director's cut, actually. Mm -hmm. And she was saying it's, like, one of the things that clearly ages it for her is the fact that there's not a trans character. Which was cool to hear her say. Yeah, that is cool, actually. The note. Again, 1999 was a different time. but uh, Yeah, that was what I thought, actually, that one character whose name escapes me. Is it Jan? The very butch yes. person. Yes. Jan, yes. I really thought when I first watched this even that the twist was going to be that Jan was a trans man and that they would be like, I, I'm not even a woman. Why am I here? Sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but the different take on that was that she's just very masculine and yeah. is still heterosexual and attracted to men. And everyone's like, ha, you can't be. You can't possibly be. Look at you. Which I kind yeah. of love. It's good. Like, I, I love the, I do appreciate the footnote of everyone suffers, not just gay people, yes, under under this gender binary. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. We finish um, each other's sentences. Binary. <laughs> and I do think it's kind of interesting because I, I read that this movie for Babbitt a lot was almost like showing more of the femme lesbian side that didn't get as much recognition or at least at the time didn't as much almost all the like very like this is a lesbian movie Mm -hmm. movies were about and she rides uh, off on her motorcycle exactly well they're very much about butch lesbians which is great there needs to be lots of content for butch lesbians or about butch lesbians but then I do think it's odd that now there sort of just isn't a butch lesbian at all in this movie I think maybe there could have been yeah (laughs) I mean, hmm. it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like in sometimes when you go for balance, you end up hitting overcorrection. Yeah. 
it's possible that at the time there were just literally no femme lesbian movies. So she was like, fuck it, we're going all the way ham on the other side. I mean, let me pull up my list. Yeah. Well, they even listed uh, The Watermelon Woman and another movie I can't remember as oh. movies that focus a lot on butch women. Oh, there was like a mini series that Chloe Sevigny was actually in. Oh, really? And it was very much about her being a butch lesbian. Interesting. Um, oh, it was Go Fish. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's on the yeah. list. Okay, there you go. Naturally, <laughs> of course it is. Of course. Of course. Um, I don't know. I don't want to like defend there not being a butch lesbian in this movie mm-hmm. at all. That's <laughs> not what I'm doing. Yeah. But I do appreciate how that there is such a clear delineation between gender and sexuality or yes. gender performance and sexuality yeah. in this where it's like Megan realizing that she's a lesbian doesn't mean that she has to start performing as straight people expect lesbians to be yes exactly she's still gonna be her cheerleading self and, and there's even that lovely scene with lloyd and larry or the two xx gays uh where she's like well you have to teach me how to be a lesbian uh and they're like honey <laughs> and they're like there's no one way to be a lesbian and it's just so lovely <laughs> die i will die i will die for so this movie good. god it's good it's really sweet. And even the scene where her and Graham are like the the night when they're they spend the night together and that's mm-hmm. right before they get caught. You know, Grandma's like kind of making fun of her, ribbing her a little mm-hmm. bit for being a cheerleader, and she's like, I love it. I know you think it's silly, but I love it. Mm-hmm. And then Graham has this like, ah, oh, maybe I'm just jealous that you love something. Did you ever think of that? And it's Aww. like Ow! <laughs> Also speaking of, I love that this is a movie that makes me turn off my brain. Yes. Ah, it's so good. Like, it's so, it just moves. Like, there's not even that much plot. Sometimes we're just in, like, you know? (laughs) Totally get it. (laughs) No, but we're just, like, moving from set piece to set piece of, like, the boys are being mechanics now. Now, Hillary, not Hillary, excuse me, Um, the woman who runs... Mary. Mary. Now mm-hmm. Mary's son is gay and Mike's gonna, RuPaul's gonna lust after yeah. her gay son. <laughs> but it's like, it's so tight that I don't even notice it. Because it's like, in terms of plot points, it's really, we meet Megan. Mm-hmm. Megan has the intervention. She goes to True Directions. She finds out she's homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> I'm homosexual. I'm homosexual. And then they sneak out to the bar. And then her and Graham get caught. And then Graham stays and she goes. And, yeah, and it then they is. rescue yes. Graham. I know. It's like, it's super clean. It's very held together by the like, you know, part one. Uh, admitting you're a homosexual. Like they have these little like title cards Which going through it are the cutest things in the entire so world cute. they really hold it all together i i do really like that too like there's no part where you're like i wonder what will happen next you're just sort of like dragged in a good way through the movie <laughs> i'm along for the ride yes i've got my cotton candy i'm having a great time got my spf everything's good <laughs> you did forget though where she discovers uh the two guys kissing <gasps> that's Dolph right and Clayton. Oh my god. Uh, and she's a total narc on them. She's a total narc. Which is such a bummer. And I think we talked about this while we were watching, but it's so fucking funny that she's like, ew, men kissing. Like, girl, <laughs> you are gay. I don't understand. Hey, babe, are you seven? Hey, babe, what's up? Are you good, queen? <laughs> you good, queen? And I'm surprised there aren't, like, more consequences for her socially for that one. Yeah, Dolph, I mean... That one guy is like, I can't believe she ratted them out or something. But then Graham sticks up for her, which is also surprising for yeah. her character. Yeah. Since she's sort of enemies to lovers. They don't really like each other that much in the beginning. And now she's sort of proved herself a press and a tattletale. <laughs> God. I mean, I 
in the most generous terms, the way that I kind of took it was mm-hmm. that it's like Graham was sticking up for her because she now sees how confused and oh, sheltered yeah. she is. That's true. Um, and I think her response to them kissing particularly speaks does, to that. yeah. But I, I was also surprised. It was weird almost now that you mention it that there are more social consequences for her in True Directions rather than when she got to the XX gay's house and Dolph is there and he's just like, oh my god, hey girl. I know. Like there was no like, I'm sorry Dolph, that was so Yeah, up. well he even like, like hugs her and is like, thank you so much because you freed me from True Directions oh, or whatever. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, which so- I think is nice and maybe, you know, he's homeless, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's like the the like sad undertone to all of this. It's like accept yourself, love yourself, love who you are with or or whatever, but they're all homeless. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I think I almost appreciate them not even touching on that because Yeah, it's, it's not like, like I want a gritty movie about I, well, I know, I know yeah. you're not asking for that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it is kind of like again, like with the romance where there's just this wonderful tender bubble where it's mm-hmm. like well, they're homeless, but they have these two wonderful men who are just going to take them in until they get on yeah. their feet. Like surrogate parents. Yes. And I'm actually going even completely back on what I just said by saying, like, the critics for this movie a lot were saying that it wasn't as sharp as it could be or didn't make as many, like, points as it could have or something. Oh, my God. Uh, and I really think that does stem from people just wanting to watch tragedy porn a 100% of the time. Literally. Not every gay movie has to make a statement. And Babbitt even said, like, I wanted this to be a romance. People, like, compared her to John Waters' movies, but less sharp. And she was like, I didn't want it to be sharp. I wanted it to be a sweet romance that just takes place at a weird gender-conforming camp. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to make my own movie. I didn't want to emulate the only other, like, queer director that you know. She did say that John Waters was some of her inspiration for the the look and feel for the movie, along with uh, Edward Scissorhands, actually. (laughs) That makes a lot See, of sense. it does make sense now that I hear it. Uh, <laughs> but it's so dumb. It's really dumb. But it's also... That's what people wanted. Like, I didn't want that. It's so weird. It's like, in an effort to be more politically correct, mm-hmm. it's like, we've traded these, like, moralizing tales where lesbians have to die in the end as a way to be punished for their lifestyle choice to where... Well, if you're going to have a story told about you, which is so valid, like your identity is valid, you, like it still has to be centered around how hard it is for you to exist in our society. Yeah, it's about realism, babe. You're not allowed a cute, like glittery, happy movie. Like, do you guys critique every straight romance movie the same way? Like, well, it didn't make a point. Yeah, well, it didn't mean to. <laughs> it's a Hallmark movie. Yeah, maybe you guys should like just have fun for once it's in your entire lives. literally a Christmas prince. Yeah. <laughs> reminds me of the jenny nicholson like uh the political connotations of a christmas oh my god right (laughs) which is incredible and valid and i love and adore her i mean finally (laughs) i have a valid reason for having watched that first a godforsaken movie exactly (laughs) but anyway the critics are just wrong sometimes they have points but not this time no I also do have to say that there's a point in the movie where after they sneak out to the bar and are driven by Larry and Lloyd, uh, Mary discovers the trip and then she makes the kids all picket Larry and Lloyd's house carrying signs. Oh my god. Uh, And also, just a testament to how fast this movie moves along, I literally didn't know what was happening at first. Like, they were like, making signs, and I was like, what are the signs for? And then they go to Larry and Lloyd's house, and I was like, oh, this is weird. Right? (laughs) Like, I got it, of course, with all of the many cues, but they never say, like... Yeah, as your punishment, you're going to go pick it, or whatever. Maybe I just missed it. But uh, one of the signs that they're holding up says, 
uh, silly F slur dicks are for chicks. <laughs> which, oh my god. Which is horrible, obviously, but also like the funniest homophobic thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, like, rarely are we treated to homophobia that that's clever. Yeah, exactly. That is that clever. <laughs> god, they have three jokes, homophobes do. The same three jokes all the time, all constantly. The time. Attack helicopters. I can't even think of two more. It's always attack helicopters for trans people. <laughs> hate it. Hate it. Hate it. And they were like, they knew. They knew it was funny because you see it for the first time on Mary's bed right before they go to pick it. <laughs> it's true. It's like they call it out like yeah, as like, its own thing because they were like, this one's really this good. This one's really good. This one, you guys have to see this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then so Dolph and Megan are talking about how they're going to try and win back their lovers who were yeah. stuck in. True Directions. I almost said New Directions. See? Uh, so they go to their, their, like, crowning ceremony or whatever. It's so weird and dumb. It looks like a wedding. It it's does. hilarious. Everyone's wearing white except for the graduate. Graduates. Gra- Thank you. Graduates. Yeah. Graduates. <laughs> We're wearing these, like, incredible Oh, my God. Vinyl. Gorgeous dresses. Pink. And- dresses yeah. blue suits i want to give the costume designer for this movie a big fat kiss on the lips <laughs> just so like good. wet and sloppy you yeah. deserve it <laughs> god i love you it was just incredible so dolph runs in and like exchanges what looks like two words with clayton and then they just run off into the sunset together just so funny because you see mary the like leader of the camp's face as she like watches them run by uh and she's like shit get <laughs> Damn it. God damn it. I lost another one. And then Megan runs in to talk to Graham, but Graham's too scared. So she runs away again. She's like, I have to win her back. So she does a little cheer, which is the cutest thing of all time. And like tells her she loves her. And it's so sweet. And then they do. They run off. And I assume she just doesn't get the trust fund. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs Who it? Who needs it? I don't want your blood money. Exactly. <laughs> and I love, so I found out in, so we watched the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found out that the original, the scene where she writes the first cheer and they sing it in the campfire mm-hmm. was cut out. It wasn't in the first oh. version. So I thought it was like a nice to have it as a callback to when going from straight is great to like, this is fate. Like, That's true. Well, I remember she talks with Graham mm-hmm. about the cheer. She's like, what do you think? Straight is great or something? But they don't have the campfire scene, right? So they do talk about the oh. um, the cheer itself. But gotcha. then I still like leaving in that scene yeah. with them singing it well, weirdly around the campfire. And so I was reading this really, uh, there's a great interview from Variety with Jamie Babbitt about the movie coming out 20 years later. Mm-hmm. The director's cut, excuse yeah. me. And... The original cut was only 85 minutes. She was like, I, it was, she was like, I was just insecure. It was one of my first movies, not first movies, but it was like my first attempt at a movie like this. And she just wanted it to be so like lean. Yeah. So then in the director's cut, she's like, okay, we can have a 90 minute movie. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Which is so funny that like how, how that has aged already. The idea that even a 90 minute movie might be too long. Every movie's two hours long. Thank God. When when is this gonna I want this to be out of style? I know so badly. Can it happen already? Like I enjoyed the Snyder cut as much as one can enjoy anything for four hours, which is not very much at the end of it. (laughs) I don't know how you did that. I you know, quarantine. There's literally only so much to do. (laughs) What the fuck else am I gonna do? Yeah, exactly. Oh, how did I do that? What okay, what else you You tell tell me. me. What else am I gonna do? I think I played Breath of the Wild for six hours yesterday. (laughs) As you should. Thank you. My thumb hurts. It's Aww. fine. 
<laughs> doctor, I have carpal tunnel. Oh, yeah, yeah these office jobs. <laughs> yeah, office yeah, job. Yeah, office job. That's totally it. <laughs> but then the movie does end with uh, Megan's parents going to a what is apparently a P flag meeting. I don't know what that stands oh, for. Oh, but... um, parents for lesbians and gay. Yeah. There you go. Lesbians I, and gay. Lesbians and gay. Lesbian and gay. Oh, what's it say? What's it say? Yeah. Oh, parents, families, and allies with people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer. Parents, families. Oh. It was just P-flag. Yeah, it's just P-flag. I think they, they expanded the description. Oh, okay. So that the A is silent. <laughs> and allies. Parents, family. Lesbian, ally, gay. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> Oh my god. Hey babe. Shh, I'm not dyslexic. Let's write down P flag. <laughs> no. No. I know how to read. What does P flag stand for? <laughs> parents, families, and friends of lesbians and gays. P flag. So it's parents, families, friends of lesbians and gays. Okay, great. There you go. Wow. We got there. We got there. We really did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having an aneurysm here. Yeah, I'm having an have what she's having. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Haley, the half of the podcast who doesn't know how acronyms work and maybe can't read. Um, I'm just popping in because this was recorded before we really had anything figured out. And well, we've got some things figured out now. Keyword being some. But you can get a hold of us now. We are on the internet, officially. Our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok handles are supersapphicfc. And if that's too hard to remember, we have a handy-dandy card. It's ssfc.card.co. Card being spelled with two R's for the uninitiated. And there you can find links to where you can listen, all of our socials, and my favorite part, our movie list. It's a Google Doc. It's in alphabetical order. Check it out, peruse, see what you like, see what you don't like, see what you want us to get to next. Or, even better, if you have contributions, our DMs are always open. Or, you can email us at supersapphicfc at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and I'll let you get back to it. Bye. Oh, you know what I found out? What? This movie originally got an NC-17 rating. I saw that too. Is that not fun? I mean, like, of course. Yeah. I get it. But Mm -hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. I know. It's so funny. I thought it was hilarious. Her response is like, this is a G movie. I want to talk. I know. Well, when we were talking about this movie, I was like, it's rated R. And you were like, yeah, it is. And then we were watching it. I was like, oh, yeah, they literally simulate sex at the end. (laughs) And have a (laughs) masturbation scene, let alone a woman masturbation. Oh, God. God. That is always NC-17. We can't possibly have Girl bosses, get your pearls. (laughs) I agree, though. It should be rated G. She's right. (laughs) I did see in, like... All of the different countries, of course, have all their different rating systems. Mm. Uh, and in Germany, it was approved for like 12 and up. Germany? Yes, they're ahead of the curve. I mean, come on. All the Europeans, really. Yeah. <laughs> many, you know. many of them, not all of them. Uh, I saw a critique of this movie that said that some of the characters are stereotypical. Like, apparently critics really didn't like the men in the movie in particular. Oh, interesting. And I was like, okay, if you Were are... Were they male critics? I know. I was like, if you are a gay man... Who has that critique? Great. Yeah. That's true. A yeah. lot of it plays into stereotype. You're allowed um, to feel that way about a me- piece of media. Exactly. But <laughs> I sort of doubt all of the people saying that were gay men. 
So I do, my little homophobia alarm starts going off. Ex- like, do you, are yeah. you just uncomfortable seeing men being it's, feminine? It's a little bit like the, we're filming this very much in the Lil Nas X Montero moment. Yeah. And it's a little bit of like, oh, well, you as a gay person shouldn't perform or make media that makes other gays look bad. <gasps> yeah. It's like, absolutely fuck that. Make whatever media you want. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. of course, consciously, but like, but yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe leave that with an asterisk. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's like maybe it's stereotypical, but it's like these people never don't feel like people. Yeah, to me, exactly, like, and that's with again the asterisks of this, the yeah. tone and world of this movie. Yes, it's over the top on purpose. So I do find it weird that some people were like, "I really drew the line at the feminine men." It's like, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, I. This is a hard movie to talk about just because it's operating in a world built on delusion and those characters are, like, on different levels participating and unaware of that delusion. Yeah. Like, I was specifically the guy who was very feminine and didn't get to graduate. Mm Mm-hmm. Or he was, like, really upset that he's like, you're, like, you just past and not being a homosexual and i'm stuck being a homosexual and it's like that's really sad yeah and that it's like you know again showing the ramifications of the gender binary on the flip side to jan yeah where it's like okay yeah he's gay but also because he can't pass as a straight person mm-hmm. he doesn't get to be included and in yeah being I- accepted Yes, I do like his, like, angry rant at the end where he's like, you guys are just good liars. Fuck you. Exactly. (laughs) Like, yeah, you know what? He's right. He's right. I'm going to be me. Yeah. That's basically his whole thesis. Yes. I do. I like this whole movie, of course. And I do like their overall message of, like, be yourself. Fuck other people, including your homophobic parents or whatever. Yeah. My little asterisk that everyone already knows is just that it's way harder to do that. (laughs) in general and it's not an option for everyone it's not a safe option it's not a sustainable option like you do need other people to live yeah (laughs) so i mean and that's that's the thing is like i think it was such a smart choice to have graham be the one to sell out megan and have her stay and try and graduate because it's like the opposite of what you'd expect well but it's also she's so clearly even when she talks to megan about like um megan's like your parents are mean to you what what Mm -hmm. that why (laughs) why And she's like, I, they literally own my life. Like, I'm just doing this so I can go back to hiding. Yeah. Because it's what she has to do to survive. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she understands that. So I, I I love the triumphant ending of her turning her back on that and saying she's going to be herself. But yeah. also, like, Graham's right. Like, that's yeah. a valid choice to be like, I'm going to do what I can to operate in this world because I need to to survive. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you can still be a good gay TM. Yes. Even if you are not out. To your parents or to many people or anyone. <laughs> I, exactly. There is no shame in the closet. Yes. <laughs> there can be Lord lots knows of... I'm still yeah. there. <laughs> there can be, of course, lots of pride that is outside of the closet. That is good and great and amazing. And if possible, people should do that because then you'll be happier. But, you know, yeah. it's also not like, oh, well, you're bad automatically for well, exactly. staying there if you need to. <laughs> it feels like a very, like, liberal West Coast of, like, oh, my yeah. God, you're closeted. Oh, my God, just you... be ourselves. Talk oh. about internalized homophobia. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Kills me. Ugh. 
Oh, so here's a funny little tidbit. Mm-hmm. So Jamie Babbitt's parents run a halfway house for drug abuse. Oh, that's awesome. And part of the campfire scene that she loves so much is that they apparently changed the words to a Joni Mitchell song to make it about drug abuse. <laughs> she just thought it was like silly. And that's awesome. So she wanted to include that. But the name of the halfway house, New Directions. <gasps> That's amazing. New directions. New directions. <laughs> it comes back around. It's all glee. Yeah. All the way down. All the way down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Babbitt went on to do Itty Bitty Titty Committee after this in 2007. Which is on the list. Which is on the list. I'm really excited to watch it. I've never seen it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming Thank to my Thank you TED for talk. coming to my TED Talk. Oh, yeah. So we were talking a while ago, actually, about how Rosario Dawson was being considered for this role. Yes. uh, Instead of Natasha Lyonne at first. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that there was even an original actress before that who almost got the role fully, but backed out because of her religious beliefs and because she didn't want her parents to see her on the poster for it. I heard about that. Yeah. And I was like, was that Rosario Dawson? They said it was two different people. Okay, that's... Yeah, but, you know, an unnamed actress. But uh, Babbitt did specifically say that her executive producer persuaded her out of going with Rosario Dawson. Yeah. uh, Who is Hispanic, because apparently she would not be right for the all-American character. That is so fucked up. (laughs) Which Babbitt was like, she's Puerto Rican. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent point. And also, so fuck off up. in general. So with that. fucked up. God, um, Hollywood's always been bad. It's always been and bad. And it's kind of getting worse. I don't, you I mean, know, like, I it's just so. sneaky worse. Sneaky worse. That's the fun part. Right. Also, our viewers at home will not be able to see this, but look up uh, Rosario Dawson 1998 to see the picture that I'm showing Haley right now. It's what she would have looked like. <gasps> we were robbed. <sighs> we were robbed of Rosario Dawson. God. That was when she was in He's Got Game, I think, the Spike oh. Lee movie. Oh. He Got Game. Yes. 1998 Spike Lee movie where she plays Lala Bonilla. Mwah. I want to watch that movie. Just would... n- not, not just for Rosario Dawson, but mostly for Rosario Dawson. I, I can't wait. I also am very much going to force you to watch Do the Right Thing because that is one of my favorite movies. I'm excited. It's so fucking good. I have seen almost none of these movies. Ugh. So, Ugh. A deprived child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a critique of this movie that people had that really cracked me up was that this film wouldn't convert anyone. And that it was preaching to the choir. Like, you can't make a movie... Convert people to be gay? To not be oh. homophobic. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I disagree. I completely I think this disagree. Very formative. very formative. <laughs> oh my god. That's like the funniest critique I can imagine, though. The See, real one that they had, that this wouldn't make people unhomophobic. Like, excuse me? Whoever said that was the point? Literally, that is the second critique... Where I was like, did they just want Natasha Land to turn to the camera and be like, being mean to gay people is it's bad. bad. It's wrong and bad. And you should try not being a homophobe by watching this colorful movie and realizing that feminine men are okay. Like, I don't understand. So what? We like, we as a choir do not get preached to. Uh, I fucking... <laughs> I would love to be preached to oh, as a choir. You know, like genuinely... <laughs> That's okay, but oh, I hate that so much. You know, I feel like a lot of important things that are made today with the intention of, like, why did I? I wanted to say pasteurizing. 
<laughs> pastoralizing? Yeah, that's totally wrong. <laughs> pastoralizing is a word. Yeah, well, it's a word, but not the word I want. Where it's like, is it they're not? In, well, pastoralizing is about like converting land to be pasteurized. I don't think it is. Hold on. I'm really showing my cards here. To convert. Really? Yes. Wow. To make pastoral. Oh, just kidding. No, you're right. Okay. To convert <laughs> to an agricultural system. <laughs> to a pastoral economy. Okay. I was like, convert. That's religious. I was like, wow, when you're so dumb that even when you're right, you think you you're think wrong. You're... <laughs> Jesus, fuck. But anyway, like important, like I read a lot of plays that are clearly supposed to be important and preach universal truths yeah. about human rights and yeah. our state of political climate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so much of the time, it's like, that's then a re- legitimate critique of like yeah this is preaching to the choir this isn't going to change anyone's minds because mm-hmm. you're not even challenging the biases of mm-hmm. liberals you're just being like yes you are a good person because yes. we don't pay school teachers enough exactly it's like the most entry-level issues yeah. that 99 of people agree with but that was their goal so mm-hmm. it, that's a valid critique but for yeah. that i'm a cheerleader it'd be like saying that bring it on didn't effectively like shatter the glass ceiling in terms of taking cheerleading legitimately exactly. as a sport it's like okay that wasn't even a little bit the point of the movie no maybe we, movie, movies can just be fun sometimes they can just be fun just let movies be fun sometimes kills me i mean bring it on did kind of tackle racism there in you a go. very entry-level way which is yeah. cool I yeah like there you go we should bring it on um, after the 140 other movies that we have on our list 146 <laughs> oh my god you know, that's not even counting the couple that I added that were just, like, implied gay or mm-hmm. originally gay but written out. So I don't think I have Jennifer's Body or Bend It Like Beckham on there. Yeah. Which is valid. Maybe we'll make a second list that's, like, movies that could count if one were looking really hard for subtext. <laughs> not even that hard, though, for Jennifer's Body. Well, that's, I mean, they literally kiss. That's so. why I included it. There and it's go. also yeah. Bend It Like Beckham was supposed to be, they were supposed to date. But Which then, just pisses me off that we were robbed God. of that movie. God. Terrible. Which is funny because I edited it out, but it still made an impact. I mean. It made such an impact. Them hugging on the side of the road was seared into, like, an eight-year-old Haley's brain. <laughs> For me, it was the shirt Kira Knightley wears at that one club. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like drapey, almost like gemstone metal, kind right? of. It's... And it's like open back, oh strappy. My God. It's literally like a bandana. It is. It's like, what if a bandana was barely covering your boobs and the front of your shirt? And it's like triangular at her stomach. I could draw that thing from memory and it would be photo accurate. It would. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I think of this a lot, but I genuinely feel like Karen Knightley was our generation's Jillian Anderson. Oh my God, you're completely right. Like between... I really want to watch Atonement right now, and I can't. I can't figure out why. <laughs> Maybe it's the fountain scene that I've googled. Oh my times. God. <laughs> like also the entire Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my God. You know we should watch Pirates. We of should Caribbean. watch Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Just until the one where there's no Karen Knightley or Will Turner in there. Yeah. I like how I used his his, his <laughs> actual. <laughs> name in the movie and not orlando bloom <laughs> i only refer refer Refler. to or- <laughs> i only refer to orlando bloom as either will turner or lego loss yes <laughs> those are his two persona options <laughs> well i have there to write- you go the, there there you have it folks that's, that's it <laughs> but no this is a great movie it's a treasure I mean, the only thing I could say is that maybe if you grew up Christian and you have a tough time joking about conversion camps or therapy, maybe this isn't for you, but I think it's worth a shot just because it's 
done in such good faith and with so much love. It really is. And it's just funny. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. I really would recommend it to, like, the widest audience possible. Unless, you know, sort of hearing that kind of... You know, they do directly say very homophobic things yeah. a lot through the movie. But yes. it's in such a joking context. doesn't sting as much. But otherwise, unless you particularly think that might be a bad headspace to be in, it's such a fun, beautiful movie that I think it's worth it. It's so good. We originally thought that we would watch like two movies and then talk about them on one podcast, but I think maybe either this one is (laughs) a special one or we just need to only watch one movie. I think it's gonna be I one think it's movie. One movie. Yeah. I mean, like, especially when we get into like the hairier things, like fucking chasing Amy, <laughs> and I don't know. Um, I feel like those ones will be easier to sum up at least. <laughs> I mean, sum up, but I think we'll have more to say. That's true. I think part of the fact that we just love this so much and watched it at such formative ages, that yeah, it's, it's a little hard to have any distance. Because, like I said, when I watch this movie, my brain turns off. Yeah. Usually, I'm the asshole who's like, <laughs> I hated that shot conti- yeah. con- continuity in a Zack Snyder film. I can attest to that. I'm I'm a horrible snob. <laughs> I find it very uh, entertaining, though, honestly. It adds a lot to my movie-going experience. It does, because uh, I'll be watching a movie, even, like, something atrocious like Suicide Squad, and I'll be like, boy, I feel like that was really weird what just happened, but I have no context or, like, comparison to know if it was the editing or, like, the way the shot was set up or the acting. So I'm just like, ooh, that was bad. Ooh, uh, a cold chill. I feel like a ghost visited me. And then Haley will be like, that edit was so fucked up. And I'm like, you're right. That was hey, a weird edit. Yeah. <laughs> I, it warms my heart that every time I bring up how much of a horrible snob, you're like, no, it's nice, though. It is. <laughs> it's true, but I like it. <laughs> That's not friendship. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, my God. We forgot to talk about the most important part of this whole movie, which is how the girl's bathroom is completely covered every wall except like the mirror yeah is completely covered in plastic daisies it's like 3d ones like sticking out of the wall like you'd get at a michael's literally just like hot glued to the wall individually if i ever get to own a house i'm gonna make that bathroom just you wait i bet the lighting would be really good it'd be so it would probably be noise canceling in there (laughs) oh my god which is what you want in yeah i guess actually very maybe not echoey that'd be nice (laughs) for once yeah if you have any suggestions once I get the list out there. We'd love to hear them. We'd love to hear them. We're hoping to get the list to 200. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to break 250. Oh, yeah. Easy. Just and you wait. can help by going to an unknown location <laughs> in the dead of night. <laughs> Waiting for us a under PO a bridge. box <laughs> in the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, we are also just asterisks. We are limiting this to movies. Yes. We're not doing short films. We're not doing TVs. We are open to exceptions. Mm-hmm. We're doing a couple limited series from the BBC. I think one of them is the Finger Finger Maiden. I don't know. It was the one that was Finger Maiden. That's not it. I was like, <laughs> are you sure that's right? Oh you my should God. have seen my face go from like polite interest to like deep concern. <laughs> is she okay? Okay. Um, no, it was the short story that the Fingersmith. That's not better. Really. I know it's not better. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a British uh, novel that was adapted into a BBC miniseries that mm-hmm. then was adapted again by, I can't remember his name, but it's the Korean director Park John woo I'm going to get it wrong. I'm so sorry. That was adapted into The Handmaiden. The okay. Movie. <gasps> yes. Oh, Park Chan-wook. I was close. Okay, ah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at names. Wow. <laughs> what a win. 
So yeah, we will make exceptions for that. I think we might have to watch the lesbian episode of Black Mirror. <gasps> we should. Because I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. I hate Black Mirror with every fiber of my being. <laughs> Um, but I am curious phone about... Bad? Oh phone bad? Phone bad. It's because you be on that phone. It's because you be on that phone. But yeah, that was But I'm a Cheerleader. Thank you so much for joining us today to talk about this movie we both love, like, almost completely uncritically, because it's so good. I know. No thoughts head empty. No thoughts head empty. Having a good time.